Hello and welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we do encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee, and we continue our series, The Heart of RDI. In this podcast, Dr. Gutstein and I continue to discuss parents as guides being key and the need for parents to focus on themselves first as guides. And we're always, I always tell parents, you know, we all have different personalities. I, I can get organized. I can pre-plan and prepare. I can check off all those kind of administrative uh, checklists. But this checklist is so much more important than that um, in, in the process sense. And, um, of course, and you know, the, the, and, and as a parent, you have your own checklist about yourself too. Am I feeling less anxious about activities? Am I feeling less worried about the child withdrawing from me? Am I feeling more excited about what we're doing together? Am I feeling more at ease about it? Am I looking forward to it more? Right? Those are wonderful items on the checklist, right? That you can have as well. So, absolutely, that. You know, it, it really is nice to think of it that way and to think, well, if you want, if, if a checklist helps you, it's great to be able to do that in your mind. Well, or if that, you put it on paper, you can put it on paper too. Yeah, absolutely. It's so key. And, and I, it's, it's something that you and I had discussed talking about, which was you have these checklists for your child, but your child can be ready to move forward. But as a parent, if you're still feeling that anxiety, when you go into engagements, if you're still feeling all those feelings, we'll just kind of put them in a bucket. Um, You need to think about yourself and that's not a bad thing. It's a critical thing. That's right. And you need to see what you need to be able to define success for yourself. So success is moving every time you move a step closer initially to becoming a guide. That's when you're successful. Right? Every time you learn something that's going to help you, even if it's a mistake, right? Even if it's something that didn't work out, every time you learn something that you can apply to help you to move closer to your child being, as I said, the engine, the, the active apprentice, and you being the guide, that's, that's the way to, to feel successful. And I think we need to help parents. We need to keep pointing those small things out and, and help parents to perceive that those are the critical steps they want, want to check off as well. You know, hey, I, you know, I've learned something, even if it was a, through a mistake, which we all make many, many times. Um, sometimes that's the best way we learn. Or something that didn't work out, we learn, okay, now I figured out another way I can do it next time. Or something new, a new way I can go with my mind. I, I think the most important thing is your mindset. Now, that's the checklist we're talking about is, can I keep focusing in my mind what's important here in the long run, right? Can I, can I take a step back from the urgency or the desperation of, you know, having to achieve a, a behavioral goal today or having to see, um, you know, something in, in development checked off? Can I, can I take a step back and see in the long run how if I can establish this relationship, it's going to be the key to to our growth together, to my feeling competent as a parent, to this child feeling competent, and to ultimately their mental growth and their self-growth 
I think that's the key. You know, when you think about which checklist, and, and you talk about it versus a process versus a product checklist. And the guiding relationship is a process. So the first goal that we have in our program on the road to dynamic intelligence is the process. And then the, after that, once we start to then have a guiding relationship, we're still, on, we're still focused on a process, but we start to get focused on mental processes. And we start to get focused on transferring these mental tools to our children so that they can have access to them. So they can learn to use their minds in these very effective ways that we refer to as dynamic intelligence. So it's still a process, but now it becomes a different process. So the product is the process, right? Um, but the first process is establishing that guiding. And, that, and, and remember the word is guiding. What, is, what does it mean to be a guide? It means you are to you are step back. It means you have someone you're guiding. Guiding means you've got someone there you're with, you're in a relationship with who is very motivated to do something and is basically you know, the equivalent of hiring you as a guide, sees you as their guide to do something. You don't hire a guide if you're not interested in something, right? If I go to another country and, and I want to, you know, how do I pay money for a guide if I don't care to learn something or, or find out something, right? A tour guide to go nowhere. <laughs> or a guide to a new culture or, or, or a guide to teach me something new. So, you know, it, it really is recognizing that you, you, that's where you want to be. You want to be in the position where your child is aware that you're a guide, you know, whether they use the name or not, it's not important, but functionally is seeing you in that essential role that they're, they're learning to function in a, in a culture that they don't know yet. <laughs> and it takes a long time to know how to function. And they, learn, they need a guide to learn how to use their own mind. Right, in that culture, in that environment that gets more and more complex and more and more unpredictable and stressful. And how do I use these tools in here? How do I develop some tools to be able to do that? They're hiring you in a sense of their time, their energy, their excitement, not necessarily their money. And they're petitioning you to do that for them. The more you feel like you have to make that happen or direct that to happen, you're on the wrong track, right? If you can start to say, wait a minute, that's not my goal. My goal isn't to make something happen, make them, you know, uh, allow me into their life or make them learn. But my goal is for them to petition me to see, come on, come on, let's do some more. Come on. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what, a, that's what, what it feels like to be a guide. And you're saying, okay, I value you and I will, I will guide you. It's a different contract. So we talk about renegotiating that, whereas in typical development, you don't have to renegotiate because it starts out that way from the very beginning. Right. And by the time a child is, you know, nine months, 10 months, whatever, they are in a relationship. They are trying to take your time as much as they can, as much yes. as your energy to guide them. They're out there trying to figure things out, make sense of their world, to find meaning, to become more competent. And they, 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 definitely know they need you for that and they and, and they want you to hurry up and be there for them to do that um in autism that doesn't develop naturally so we need to renegotiate in a sense the contract but they have to become interested in renegotiating it so we have to give them a preview and build up the motivation of what it's like if they are functioning in that way and we are guiding them of how that feels of how great that feels right 
And that activates that drive when we do that enough. We build up enough of those experiences that make sense to them, those memories, if you will. Then that activates more of the internal intrinsic motivation. We don't have to keep doing that forever, right? When that gets activated, then we can change our focus to how do we use that relationship to build their minds. So it's a critical change in emphasis. But the first part has to be emphasizing, activating that intrinsic, universal intrinsic desire for growth that is there. It's there in every single person. Mm. I love what you've said as being, being little human beings there, being human. That's what humans, that's what humans want. Yeah, that's our humanness, right? Our, the, our uniqueness is that we have the ability, unlike other species, to continue to grow throughout our life mentally, to continue to transcend ourselves, to continue to discover new aspects of ourselves and, and our relationships, uh, to continue to, do, to manage more complex, unpredictable environments, to get better at it, to become experts in our world of living in our world, experts not only in just some special area, but experts in living in the world that we are in. And that we continue to get better, we can continue to do that throughout our lifespan. We're the only animal that can continue to do that and can continue to grow mentally. And that is what makes us unique. And that's what gets lost if we don't have a guiding relationship. Mm -hmm. That's what gets lost if we don't trigger that intrinsic motivation for growth, right? The child loses that opportunity. And you know, the consequences are disastrous if they don't have that. Um, I think it's sad if people, when people, without realizing it, sometimes experts imply that people with autism are so different yes. and their motivations are so different. The reason their motivations are different is out of fear and anxiety and, um, and not, not having had the experience and, 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 and having to focus on survival and and, and the fear of disruption, but not because they don't have the same potential as anyone else, right? It's just mm -hmm. because they, the experiences they've had have not triggered this growth seeking. And even in typically developing children, the essence of typical development is that there are experiences that activate these inherent motivations. You're not necessarily born as a growth seeker. You're born with the potential for growth seeking. But the first few months of life, Infants are more motivated to maintain stability, to maintain, you know, the sameness in their world because it's too overwhelming. It's only gradually that as they feel more competent and as the world starts to make sense to them a little bit more, they, we start to see that desire for growth seeking and the ability to manage the emotions or the feelings that go along with growth seeking because that, that we start to see that um, come to place. When, when you're seeking growth, there's going to be moments where you're feeling disorganized, where you're feeling things are disrupted, where you're feeling like the world is a little bit fuzzy or it doesn't make sense. And, and there's going to be a tension there. There's going to be any time you're facing a challenge, there's going to be a bit of uncertainty. There's going to be a bit of not being sure about how to proceed. You've got to be able to both have, as a child, know that your relationship with your parents can buffer that and moderate it, and plus that you have your own inner resources to manage that. Yeah. And also you have to have memories of, of going through that and getting to the other side of it and feeling that excitement 
when you move from that state of a little bit of anxiety, uncertainty to success, which is an amazing feeling. Yes. And so we've got to have those things in place. And that in typical development, you know, we start to see that towards the end of the first year of life and then it grows. And so the, the growth seeking drive becomes activated and gradually comes to dominate mm. the stability maintaining. Stability maintaining is always there. We go through crises, we go through losses, we have difficult days, periods, you know, there are days when we just want everything to stop and we don't want anything new and we want to stay the same. So it's not like it goes away. It just, the balance changes, the emphasis changes. Whereas in autism, children with autism, it doesn't. And they don't progress into the growth seeking being the dominant motivation. In fact, it doesn't activate for them. But once we do activate it, once we take that potential that every human being has, and we provide the right experiences for it to be activated, then the potential of that child is unleashed. And through their relationship, anything is possible. Um, and it becomes quite exciting. And I like to tell parents, we're not talking about being superhumans. <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about there's no mistakes or no bad days or days where you just don't feel like being together. That happens to all children and all parents. And, and that's a good point to make. And we're not talking about children who are constantly going to be growth seeking. Um, I go back to my two and a half year old. There are times he just doesn't feel right or he doesn't feel well. And he wants to do the same thing or he doesn't want to do anything. Um, or he wants to, you know, sit in front of the TV and watch Sean the Sheep, which is his favorite TV now, favorite cartoon. But, um, and so it's not, you know, it's, we're not talking about perfection. And there's times... We, we're going to make a lot of mistakes too, but when, but, but we are what we are talking about is is the is the motivation that's there is is the thing that continue will continue to come back. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're going to be bad days, bad moments, but that's it's it's internalized now to the point it's actually a point where it can't be lost anymore. You don't have to worry about it going away, mm -hmm. right? Uh, unless there's some severe trauma, which which you know can can um, suppress that growth even for any human being, right? But uh, uh, barring that, it's going to be there. And it becomes something that just is something we can take for granted and move on and use and take advantage of. That's what it feels like to be a guide. And I think if parents realize that's their goal, I want to feel like a guide. I want to feel like that's my primary role with my child. Um, and, and understand what it means. And again, that step back, that the child's providing that energy, where you're like helping with the guidance system. Hmm. You know? And again, if you have a neurotypically or typically developing child in your family, you can remember that or you can get access to that. If you don't, then maybe you need to find other ways to understand that, whether it's to observe other relationships with people, other, uh, spend some time with children who are typically developing and see the difference and see what you're heading towards. Not to despair, but to have the, the goal of what, you're beginning, what you want to achieve right? and to see you keep that in mind. And thanks for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.